This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. First and goal. Ben, quick throw. Deontay Johnson. Hung on to that one. Touchdown, Steelers. Just wanted to sit down and take it in and, you know, just, just try and absorb every minute of this place because this place is so special. These fans are so special. I wanted to win this game more than, than anything for them. Obviously, we, we still have a bigger, you know, we got another game. I know there's a slim chance, but, but we got to keep fighting. But this, this game was, was very special to me. Welcome on in. Beck UL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday morning. The voice there of Ben Roethlisberger. After a victory last night, he goes out, I won't say in a blaze of glory, but in a win, 26-14. to 14. The Steelers win. The Steelers cover. They became favorites, depending on where you got them. You might have won easily if you got them with the points last week. They moved to 8-7-1. and one. They still are alive for a playoff berth as we head to Week 18. Ben last night. Uh, a little bit of the Kobe Bryant special in his final game. I mean, he's just throwing and throwing and throwing 46 attempts last night uh, for 123 yards. That was an average of 2.7 per drop back last night. That was ugly. Yet, I believe as bad as Ben was at times, the other quarterback was worse. Baker Mayfield, 16 of 38 my eyes hurt watching that display of offense last night. Steelers win. Steelers-Ravens mean something on Sunday. If the Colts lose, the winner of that game is likely headed to the playoffs. Joe, that was, that was some ugly football last night. That was so freaking painful, man. If we're just talking about the quarterback play, the syrup that was laid on the, the immaculate Ben Roethlisberger, the guy should have been off the field for the last couple of years. My God. And you're right. I don't even know which quarterback was worse. You could make a case that it actually <laughs> was Ben with his 2.7 yards per attempt last night. It was so bad. I'm like, please, just shuffle him off. Get him out of here. Uh, not, you know, what was completely lost in that, and I get why. I get why, and ESPN knows where their bread is buttered. But uh, the performances by Ben's teammates – those were, if they happened in just about any other game on Sunday, we're talking about it yesterday. Najee Harris, who's really had an up and down season. I know a lot, he had a lot on that last carry and, and everybody's screaming, go down, go down. Go ahead. 
go ahead. Ruin fantasy lives in, in the Super Bowl, by the way. 188 yards and a touchdown. Um, and TJ Watt won Defensive Player of the Year last night. We're going to break down the odd shift. He was a beast. He yes. always is, but he was everywhere. With the quarterback hits, it wasn't just a, the four sacks, also tackles for loss. So that was impressive. But uh, between Baker and Ben, I mean, at least Ben is on the way out. We know he's been done for quite some time. Baker has the injury excuse now, and reportedly he's going to go off to surgery. Oh, okay. I, you still can't be back on my team next year. <laughs> and then he ends up taking nine sacks last night. Yeah, I mean, you could tell, and it's become obvious for the past three weeks to a month that Baker Mayfield physically is not right. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. he can't play the position the way he wants to, Aaron. But boy, that. But even when he is, even when I he's know. Still. Well, but last year he was yeah. pretty good. He was pretty good last year. I would say pretty good quarterback. They did win a playoff game last year. I, I, I don't tell me they've got to wait before making the decision. Now. No, I just think he's interesting moving forward. Not no, I, I think the Browns have too good of a team to wait on Baker Mayfield. But I don't know where his career goes. But boy, that. Aaron, last night, those quarterbacks were always ugly Well, it just, yeah, it seemed like Baker couldn't find any receivers or get much going. I ended up tailing, um, you know how Gilles Gallant is so good with those anytime touchdown drops. Harrison Bryant, that hit for me at plus 750. But I'm sorry, guys. Pat Fryer move didn't come Mm -hmm. home. It's all right. Yeah, I waited for the three. I got the three, and that was a big loser. It never felt like it had much of a chance at the Browns' side. So, hey, it's going to happen. Chubb, so was he injured or not? Because I I hear conflicting reports. Peyton was pissed. Like, his NFL sensibilities were offended by Kevin Stefanski last night because he was so mad every time he was not on the field, and he he wasn't out there uh, too much. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. So Peyton was annoyed they weren't running the football more. And then, you know you know what I heard in Eli's voice? Peyton didn't struggle as much as Eli. Obviously, Peyton was a better quarterback. But I, I sensed, like, the Eli, when he struggled when he was young, he was like, listen, you can tell he doesn't have it. Like, I felt like it was like Eli back when he was a young quarterback with the ups and downs. Like, hey, help the quarterback out. Run the football. Like, they kept saying it over and over and over. And the Browns kept throwing it over and over and over. It was unbelievable. Like, their plan last night – Despite the despite the, the Steelers being one of the worst run defense in the NFL, was let's throw the football last night, and it just it was what yeah, was he, one of ten at one point? Baker Mayfield one of ten throwing. I think he was. I'm not sure about that, but it's just like Nick Chubb's absence, especially in the second half. I, yeah. I don't know what was going on with that. It was really weird. Yeah, Pittsburgh struggled to have a rushing attack all season long, and then a team that we view as top three, top, you know at least top five, probably closer to top two run game. Uh, they're outrushed by 100 yards by Pittsburgh. Right. By Pittsburgh? Really? When you know they're – and Ben still threw it 46 times. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? When I know the final score looks bad and Pittsburgh covers easily when you look at it, 26 to 14. You had the, the touchdown in garbage time that busted loose, right? If you remove that and – I was ticked off with that clowny move. You want to talk about a clown move? What would you're off the field? You got the stop, but clowny can't help himself and he's got to throw the shoe. They handed seven points to him right there. I thought yeah. they were outside of field goal range at that point. Yeah, I mean, you know what? There, there's a lot of images we could think of with the Browns that going from a preseason Super Bowl darling to eliminated before we get to week, week 17. 
Clowny throwing his shoe might be the icing on the cake. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Idiot. Yeah, Moron. totally. So, so I feel like it was like week three or four or five. I don't know. Uh, Paul Aspen sent us a text about the Browns being the most complete team in football. <laughs> they have come so far and not they in the right super, direction. They are super talented. They really are. Uh, Kevin Stefanski has been a different coach this season, for one. Nothing like what we saw last year. I hope he's not going to go the Matt Nagy route when you win the Coach of the Year award, and then it's downhill after that. But I was not impressed with what I saw last night. No. It, it just – we we all know this, but it just tells you. Like, you, you could be pristine just about everywhere. And sometimes teams work it out. They win a Super Bowl or they, they have a – a, a winning run without a great quarterback or mm -hmm. with an average to below average quarterback. But that guy can't mess up. If you're deficient at that position, even if you're great everywhere else, good luck to you. It's going to be tough sledding. And if one thing goes wrong, it all goes wrong. And, that, and that's what we saw with this Cleveland Brown season. I can't believe, and I know there were COVID issues and they had injuries just like anyone else, but I can't believe this is a, a below 500 team. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is with, with uh, Cleveland and, and really the whole NFL season, teams change so much. Aaron, you mentioned, you know, our, our thoughts or Paul's thoughts or the, the way I think all of us talk about the Browns, the beginning of the year. Remember, I think we they covered in Kansas City week one. It was a rematch of last year, the the, the playoff game we saw. And it was like we all thought of the Browns as oh, really as so good. Much, so much hype. Yeah. Yeah. And, and teams change. Yeah. Like sometimes like there's the Eagles, right? They, they went from bad to good. Sometimes teams go from good to bad. It's a long season. Like the Browns are nowhere near the team. They look like when this season started, they're in a bad way. And the Steelers, somehow the Steelers go into week 18 still alive. So I was looking at some of the scenarios this morning. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really all hinges on uh, a, an epic upset would have to happen. If the Colts somehow lost the Jaguars, it would open up the spot for the winner of the Raven Steelers. Um, that that's how this happens. That's how one of these teams makes the playoffs. And you look at it right now, the AFC wildcard odds on, um, on FanDuel Patriots minus 2,200. Cause that would mean a, the bills win the division Patriots get a wild card. Colts minus 1250 chargers who take on the Raiders. You know, one of those teams gets in at minus 160. Um, you, if you think, if you think it could happen, you get 10 to one on the Steelers or 20 to one on the Ravens. It, it all, it, I mean, it has to hinge on the Colts, though. Well, there's one more thing. There's one more angle that was making the rounds. And oh, I don't think there's any way it happened. No, well, if there's a Sunday night football Chargers Raiders tie, and some people believe that they shouldn't even try, that's how you get the tie. You don't even try to score. Right. You just take knees for 60 minutes, which will not happen. But let's live in this fantasy world. Um, be because of the tiebreakers, if that game ends in a tie, even if that other stuff happens, Steelers are out. So the, both the both the Chargers and Raiders would be in. They need the Chargers Raiders game to not end in a tie. Doesn't matter that, who wins; it can't end in a tie. Otherwise, even if even if um, the Colts lose and the Steelers win, they're still out. Does that apply to Baltimore, or is this a Steelers-dependent thing? Is their tie? This is Steelers, Steelers, a Steelers scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love. I saw it yesterday. I thought it was hilarious with the, the idea that they would take knees for three hours. Do you remember last year the reaction when the Eagles tanked Week Seventeen? 
How can I forget? This would, yeah. <laughs> this would be that amplified by a million. If on Sunday night football for three hours, the two teams made a mockery of, of, of everything and just took Take one hour. Back. Take one hour. <laughs> well, you're right. The clock would just run. Would they even do a halftime or would they just wave the halftime off? Guys, let's just go home. That See, would people be mad? I would be laughing the whole time. I wouldn't well, even Roger Goodell would be mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> NBC, oh, yeah. NBC would be mad. So I, I believe there's also a city. People are going way too far with this, and so are we. But let's have fun for a minute on this Tuesday morning. So he could, he could institute, I believe, the double forfeit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would would it be on the premise that that they agreed to it before? Like, why would you do that? I I don't know, because he's so mad. He's yeah. so bad. They ruined everything. They ruined his ratings. His big plan for the extra week, and that then it's good. They picked the perfect game for the Sunday night game, the last regular season game of the year, right. and then here these clowns come in to ruin it. That's why. <laughs> Out of spite. Sure. Yeah. Um, Chargers favored by two and a half in that game in Las Vegas. And just quickly, the Ravens-Steelers. It is kind of cool Ben's last game comes down to uh, a potential win and in. Probably not, but a potential win and in against the Ravens. Like, that rivalry's been so good for all these years. Like, imagine if the Colts are down a touchdown or down or tied in the fourth quarter and it's Ben against the Ravens simultaneously. That's kind of cool. I'd be into watching that. Joe G, who are you rooting for in that game? Ravens. Me too. Aaron? Let's go Ravens. Yeah, this yeah. is a Ravens show. <laughs> I don't need to see Big Ben, you know, stumbling around the playoffs. One more time with another game. That was awful. It was hard to watch that game. That was not the most entertaining NFL game I've ever seen. I, I do have, and I, I do have a tough time separating my personal feelings about Ben and then celebrating Ben as the player last night. Yeah. I did have a tough time doing that. But he I agree. Was up. Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. You were was, tearing up or he was tearing up? said he was in the post. Okay, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, because I can't bet against the Steelers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something I wasn't expecting. Joe admits he's tearing up over Big Ben's finale. In it's not happening. No, me. yeah, that was a, it was a nice um, post-game interview. Um, nice to see him kind of the, the reporters that – was it Chris Mack? He's our guest who's in uh, Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah, he got a great video I saw on Twitter of Big Ben and his family just walking out, out of the tunnel, and it was nice. Yeah, leave, leave him alone, Chris Mack. Like, ever, did you see all the people? They wouldn't give him any space. Like, hey, Photogs. I know Chris wasn't one of those. But Photogs, give him a break, man. Let, let him go yeah. meet his wife and kids. Yeah, well, I mean, he's... It's Big Ben. It's Pittsburgh, right? He's he's the legend of the Steelers yeah. for all these years. Yeah, it's yeah. There it was a weird. shot of him pregame, and it looked like he was talking to someone else. Like, are these cameras on? Like, it they were just all over him pregame too, and you could see him kind of like say something to someone. They both started laughing, and I think it was because he was like, "This is a lot. This is a circus right now." Yeah, I don't. 
I don't want to see Chiefs Steelers at all. At all. We just saw it two weeks ago. It was, it was awful. I don't want to see it again. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather Ravens. If it's going to be something wacky, give, give me the Ravens. Give me Lamar coming back and play the and play the Chiefs. That'd be fun. Yeah, Harbaugh going yeah. for every fourth down and two point conversion. Yeah, it'd be great. Tomlin for the field goals. I mean, come on, we're not we're not signing up for that. I don't. I want have to for that. no interest in that. Right, we got a big show coming up later on. We'll have Ryan McDonough in an hour from now. We're going to look at the projected playoff games as they are now, the standings as they are now. We will set hypothetical lines. We will have hypothetical plays on these games. So I'm excited for that coming up in about an hour. Um, coming up on the other side, we do have our first look at some of the futures here. The futures market, which is, is there any value left? Can you jump in on any of these? I mean, some of these numbers have moved significantly in about a week here, Joe. Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of bets to be had. And home teams, as we wrap up week 17, domination, 13 two and one against the spread the best cover rate we've seen in the super bowl era home field advantage is back we spent all year talking about how the road teams are doing well what was all home teams in week 17. that's a big one joe o joe g aaron hawks for all daily presented as always by fan duel sportsbook these joes are helping you bet like a pro it's joe ostrowski and joe Gillio and aaron hawksworth on betql daily presented by fanduel sportsbook